Hey, hey guys, welcome back to another episode of It's Techie Podcast. You're joined by me, your baby girl, your host, Kose Yusiane, and two special guests today. Hello. Hi. Big up, big up. <laughs> it's me. The one My faves. <laughs> Reg and Andre, Andre and Reg. Say hey. Hi, everyone. Yeah. How's everyone doing today? Well, no one can respond. But... <laughs> you know, you know they're they responding, so then I'm feeling the response. I just felt the response. You know, how I just asked. I felt it back to me. But yeah. from, from the future sense. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so, yeah. I've known Reg and Andre for the longest time now, like a good couple of years, yes? Couple. Yeah, couple of years. Eight plus. Yeah, like eight plus years. When did we become well, friends? Well, definitely like more over like a decade. Though. Let's say two. Let's I feel like I was friends with you 2008, first. 2008, because obviously that's when we started. We got, yeah, school. but in year so seven, then, I didn't really talk to you guys. No, because they hated yeah. me. Because you were a nuisance. Because <laughs> you were the contract person, hated me. But um, properly like, I guess year 10, because that's, like when, that's when you like mix, you mixed classes and stuff. No, yeah, six eight, or seven maybe. Times. Yeah, six or seven yeah, times. So eight. So you're eight. For me, you're eight with you and with Andre. And then longer with Yeah. Rich. But anyway, yeah, long time. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to give, give the listeners context. Because obviously yeah, not yeah, everyone yeah, yeah, knows yeah, yeah, you. Yeah, 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 not everyone that who listens knows you. So yeah. a bit of context. But yeah, we go way back. We're more like family now mm-hmm. than yeah. actual friends. Right. So yeah, that's why they're here today. And we're going to be talking about a very important topic. I feel like it's not discussed between like young black people enough, especially males, which is like mental health and just like well-being, general well-being or self-care. I don't think it's really discussed that much. Or maybe, I don't know, because I don't have conversations with like the guys, but like when you're all together, I'm not there, obviously. So yeah, I mean... I guess, like, I guess now we do more often, or yeah. well, I say more often than we used to. Do you think that's because it's being like pushed a lot now? Like no, everyone's no. about like, oh, I'll check on your boys, you know, them tweets on Twitter, make sure you check on the strong ones. I don't, like, no, I don't even think it's that. I think it's more yeah. just like growing up yeah. and you care more about like, you know, you realise what's more important and you'll, yeah. you'll see you're not the only one that has like, you know, mental health issues. Yeah, so definitely. if you have someone to discuss Especially with when it's like, because I think with us it's different. Because obviously, like we said earlier, we've known each other from like- Yeah, day dot. Day dot. Mm. So it's like, when you grow up, you realize the people that you've grown up with, you watch them grow up too. And then oh, it's yeah. like- Yeah, so it's like, why wouldn't you I- know, why, like, wouldn't, yeah. why wouldn't yeah. I feel yeah. the same way that they felt exactly. as well? Because we, we've kind of grown up the same. The so same when you deep yeah. it, everyone yeah. kind of has, or felt the same way at one point or the other. Yeah. So now we're just trying to check up on each other because you know how it feels too. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. But yeah, but yeah, but just because we talk about it more than we did before doesn't mean like it's enough. Yeah, yeah. It's, there's Definitely. still like a long way to go. Yeah, <clears throat> especially in like black friendship circles. I think yeah. it's. I don't know. Like we show love differently to exactly. how. It's very like harsh. <laughs> yeah, like tough love, isn't it? Yeah. Like saying that like, because obviously from early, it would be like I would say something to you, I'd say a problem to you. So Andre's alarm just went off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh this alarm just, just disturbed oh, yeah. the whole podcast. I have to start getting that. Oh, that annoying sound. Have you seen that video on Twitter of like? 
SpongeBob will open his mouth and he's like, I hate those videos so much. They piss me off because that alarm in the morning is just the worst. Especially when you're enjoying your sleep. I know. Oh. <laughs> it just threw the whole conversation. Oh, yeah. No, but yeah. Fuck Reg, because you should have seen the way I jumped to try and mute it. So the mic would pick it up, but calm. Well, well. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, what's your thought now? <laughs> We're talking about like tough love in the black. Yeah, so say that I'd obviously go to someone with a problem and I'd be like, oh, I'm feeling this type of way. They'd be like, oh, shut up, just get over it. Yeah, blah, blah. it's not that deep. It's not that yeah, deep, yeah. like, oh. I hate that. And then they, then they start parrying you for it. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> they start parrying you for being upset. It's like, so, so, but I guess that was, you experienced more of that when you were younger. So that's, that's what exactly. you're saying when you grow up. That's what I'm saying with the growing up because... Back then, you would be afraid to bring it up again because you're gonna be like, ah, oh, these men are gonna yeah. say the same thing. But as you grow old, no one replies like that anymore. Yeah. So if you did bring it up, it would be more of a discussion than a, like, this man's like, he's being a pussy, blah, blah, blah. But I think the um, whole, all the whole mental health stuff that's been going around, that's been pushed, um, has made us act like that as well. A bit like influence, yeah, influence yeah, because yeah. exposure. You, you say the same thing about old, older people, they grew up, but, but they still act like the same, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Stuck, stuck yeah. In their but ways. now, but now, yeah. because of our generation, we're kind of bringing it up more, it's yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I get it. I'm just like, I'm listening to you, and I'm like, yeah, it makes sense, but yeah, I just. I felt like it needs to be discussed a bit more. And that's why I thought like you guys would have unique standpoints, obviously, because we're not the same and you like different walks of life, do you get? Yeah, yeah. But then also being like black males in London, I think it's just... There's similarities, yeah. Yeah. So that's why I wanted to bring you guys on and like talk about it. But like, I feel like as a generation, we're so quick to be like, suck it up, kind yeah. of. It's like, everyone's got their own shit to do with kind of thing. Like, you see those tweets when it's like, why are you crying? Like, we're all, there's, Kim, there's people that are dying. Like, yeah. did you get, like, <laughs> I feel like everyone has that same mentality. So then we feel like, ah, oh, let me not burden anyone with like, what I'm going well, That's through. why you need to remember that it's not that, although all those stuff are going on, like you can, you can you're still allowed to, feel the way you're feeling yeah. And, have, yeah. and worry about that because that's what you're literally faced with in the mirror like, every that's day. True. So that's what you need to sort out first. And then, I mean, I guess there are other people like, yeah. who, but there's only, there's only one you and you can only look after that one you because that's one you is you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> basically. We did COVID affected you guys like mentally like being in lockdown like quarantine like would you ever think like what a time to be alive I feel like 2020 has just been yeah. one crazy year <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the year just needs to mm, restart no yeah it's definitely affected like the whole you know keeping the mental stability health
there's certain people that are on furlough or they've lost yeah, their jobs. Imagine. So imagine you've lost your job now and no one's going to hire because of COVID. Yeah, you can't like, even go in for an interview. Exactly. So obviously that's, that's so going to that's going to affect you in like every way possible. But what about you? Um, for me, it's been I don't know. I've, I thought I was worried at first because I heard everyone was going to be like, oh, everyone's saying. Oh, it's going to affect your mental health, or this or that. And I was like, oh, damn, I'm really worried because I think that's, a, let me just say, that. I, I think that's a thing because I think, I think that's another thing that um, this whole talking about the mental health thing is doing to people. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's making them like worry and be like, anxious, really for, anxious no for no yeah. reason when they don't need to be worried yeah. about anything. Because I was worried, everyone was talking about it, and I was like, oh, I guess I'm going to need to worry about mental health. But I feel like me for lockdown personally it's been great i mean yeah i've enjoyed it it's, it's made me reflect and have time to mm. myself and be in my own thoughts because yeah, it's, yeah. it's even helped me grow up because when i'm around my family more mm. i'm realizing how certain stuff has happened in the past but to get to this point because yeah. you're in your house all the time yeah so yeah. you see things clearer and you see things non-stop and then when you have your parents, you're like, okay, I guess I, I understand am, a bit I more understand. now. I see what you go through exactly. on a day to day basis. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, and it's making me just sit. When you do, obviously, when you're just in your room sitting and just thinking your own thoughts at night or whatever, or any point of the day, it's like, <laughs> yeah, no, but that's, 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 that's the thing. Like, yeah, no, 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 Could have been a like a blessing for some people as well because even with this London, this busy London life, like you need that slowdown. And this yeah. is a good like this was a good um not excuse, but like I guess yeah, yeah, I know opportunity okay. for people to slow down. You know, think about everything. Yeah, and save money. Oh my god, yeah, oh, travel, yeah. save all that money, y'all. Uh, TFL were rubbing me. <laughs> I even went to um, Oxford Circus like two days ago um, to the Apple store and I was just like, why did it cost me eight pounds there and back? Like, <laughs> what the hell? Like, I was just deep in like, I haven't been on TFL for so long. So exactly. seeing it come up on like my notifications mm-hmm. for like what I've been spending. Like, TFL, oh, you frauds. Like, I've, been, I've been so happy to be away from you. Yeah. Like, I just realized like, ah, Simple journey to Oxford Circus and back. I was like, I spent sixty pounds. Take, take, take. So what do you want? So yeah, it's been. I don't want to say it's been like a blessing in disguise because that's kind of like ignorant to people who've like lost their like yeah, family members mm. and stuff. But yeah, it for me personally, like I've needed the time to just step back. Mm. And I was going through some stuff as well, so I can't imagine having to go through that at work. Yeah, like it's, I've been blessed to be at home so i can just recover recuperate yeah. then i started my podcast like i have free time now exactly. like, if you're not on the train you're not sitting on the train for like two hours of your day you're not like in the office you can actually literally just switch off at five and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's when you, you realize that all the travel time just eats up, eat yeah. up into your time it makes you more tired exactly and then by the time you come home anything that you have planned to do like you're just too tired, yeah, like, oh, tomorrow, to cook, tomorrow, tomorrow. You need to go to bed early on time for the So you can get up early for the next day, and it's just like, oh, this is so... It was it was repetitive, it was a lot. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like this has been a good break to just... 
yeah. be still yeah. and not have to do like the same repetitive stuff like just a black mirror episode again and again like i just mm-hmm. i but hated then, that concept of working but then you know when like it comes back or if it comes back i feel like it will eventually come back what do you mean like, the virus or like no no the um going back to normal oh, going, going back, back to normal, normal. Yeah, oh. going back to normal like do you think it's going to hit you hard yeah uh, i think that will affect me more than actually being yeah. in lockdown I think it depends. Like it depends on how, um, like how you're eased into it. Because some people they might mm. say, "Bam, you start Monday, you're doing your Monday yeah, to Friday. Yeah. Bam, you have to do your same hours, blah blah blah." Some yeah, people might say, "You can work from home two days this week and yeah, then come to the office." Come into the office. Like, if you're eased into that, I think it'll be calm, but like straight back. Because <laughs> <laughs> people are realizing that you don't need to go into work. That's yeah. what you were telling me the other day. Yeah, like, you yeah, yeah. To work, so why, why would you? So at my, where I work now, there's a policy that only like senior members of staff can like work from home. But if we need it, need to work from home, we can request it, but we have to have a reason. We can't just be like, ah, oh, Monday I feel like working from home. So we're more inclined not to ask yeah. for it, if that makes sense, because like, I don't really have a good excuse. Um, so yeah, now it's like, okay, we're all working from home. So what was the need for that rule? We're all just looking exactly, at each other exactly. like, so how can you now tell me to come back when I'm now having to spend a further 300 pounds every month to get there <laughs> when I've been doing the same job yeah. perfectly well at home? Oh, my In fact, I've probably been working back from home. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, same. Like just doing everything on your own accord is just perfect. And actually getting work done and it just- In your own environment. Like, yeah. yeah, comfy. I've joined a couple Zoom calls of like just the top half like presentable and I'm wearing like pajama <laughs> bottoms at the bottom like I can't headscarf mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll tie it in like a, you know not a crazy manner not an auntie manner so it still looks like kind of how would you do it <laughs> <laughs> like you know them like turban things like with the like ball yeah, thing, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, instead of like just anyhow like how you guys see what's that <laughs> Obviously, they'll be like, is everything okay? Like, <laughs> it's a research. This is a funky. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a funny look. <laughs> what inspired this? <laughs> I am screaming. Yeah, no, I couldn't do that. I, was, I did it. I did it funky. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. But yeah. By the way, for me, I thought it was, it was different from. Working from home, I think. Because obviously I work at the school, so there's a, there's a whole much oh, different vibe because uh-huh. you have to be with the students and actually, because they find it hard as well. Because we had to worry about their mental health too. So we had to make sure that we'd call them like every day, that, um, hi, you're all right. But it's more time they'll think we're calling them to tell them off and not doing work. But I'd always reassure them. I just want to let you know that I'm calling you to yeah. just make sure that you're okay. Because they're at home all the time. Yeah. They can't leave. It and, must be frustrating. Imagine having to do like, and they have to still do work. work. Yeah, like, and they have I to can imagine sure being up. at uni now, still having to do uni work during this yeah. like crisis. And they have English, science, maths, French. Oh god! Like, all those media, thirteen subjects. All of that is oh, coming god. at you all the time, every day. So now it's summer holiday, so they can relax. No, that's good. Do you miss school days? Sometimes, yeah. Of course I do. I love it. <laughs> Trinity. Oh, bye. <laughs> yeah, just, I enjoy Trinity a lot. Do you miss school days? Uh, 
Not really. I feel like I've become like the person I've wanted to be since then. So yeah. it's like I'm happy with where I am now. As obviously back then you have your insecurities, like there's yeah. stuff plaguing you. Yeah. But I feel like I'm very sure of who I am now and what I'm about and what I'm doing. And I like I like this version of me, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's the thing, because the thing I'd say about school days that I missed was obviously the the fact that all your friends were there, you could just have fun in that aspect. Yeah. But I don't miss the whole, like, oh, I have to come in this, this day, making sure I don't like this, because this person's going to say this. Yeah. And then, it's, and, we, and you you remember, like, say I said something to you when you were in school, mm-hmm. I probably don't remember saying it, but that's probably, like, resonated in your head for years. Yeah. And that's how, I feel like that's how damaging school has been mm-hmm. in terms of, like, your mental health and that. Yeah. I don't know, yeah. I don't know if they a switch. Yeah. But, yeah. But people like Blossom did it to them. Yeah. Yeah. Because you see some people now and you're like, oh, rah, like, you're nothing like how you were in secondary school. You've really become someone. Not even like becoming someone, like you've blossomed into. No, your own person. Yeah, your yeah, own yeah, person. Your own, person. <laughs> your, your own individual, yeah. Yeah. And then you see them and like, oh, it makes sense because of this, you're kind of you like this. You like this and yeah. You're kind of like this and stuff. It all up, yeah. Yeah. Right, I get it. It adds up. <laughs> but then, yeah, but that goes back to us saying everyone like, lives the same life because we're all thinking about this stuff when we're growing up. We're all going through the same thing and we've all morphed into our own people now. Yeah. And we all still have yeah. the aspects of what we had when we were younger as well. And we see it in each other, we laugh. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know? But yeah, we all, fully fledged. So I feel like, like when I'm around you guys, I feel like I haven't changed at all, but then yeah. you realise that you're the exact same, but you've just evolved yeah. a bit. Evolved, yeah. evolved a bit. <laughs> <Default>. oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Evolved. We understood. Don't worry. Yeah, it's true. Like, we were all saying, even before we started recording the podcast about, like, how everyone played the same games, like, the floor is lava. Yeah, like, yeah. we all lived the same life, but mm-hmm. just through different lenses so i mean I, I just know that um obviously i know i created that game oh it's okay oh. I, I thought everyone just came and connected the the aura that was the floor of is lava created by reginald and they collected right, it right, and right. Now everyone has it and i created the game <laughs> so stupid how can everyone know it oh. it's, it doesn't make sense like literally all over the world no matter where you are like america uk yeah. they've all played the floor is lava but I'm sure me and my cousins invented it in my mm. grandma's house. Like, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> we got licks for that game. Oh my god! We used to jump from sofa to sofa. Yeah, like push up the pillows yeah. on the floor. <laughs> and my grandma had <laughs> the armchair. I can see my. I know she's really. <laughs> oh. oh my gosh! My grandma, when she was younger, she had like more agility, obviously. So she was more like on us. And she, you know, McDonald's used to give out balloons. Yeah. <laughs> not the sticks, not the she sticks. will keep the ah, stick. Oh my gosh. They should be threatening us like if you guys mess up this house, um, you're gonna get that stick. If you know about the stick, the way you even whip it down and goes whoosh <laughs> You can't give that to kids. What's that? that? <laughs> <laughs> what kind of birthday is that? <laughs> They've all done the happy ones we hear. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but that was a weapon. Oh my gosh. That's actually funny. That's a good topic. What did you guys think of like 
African parenting styles, like how that affects mental health. Like, obviously, if you ask, talk to any African, they'll be like, oh yeah, parents beat us. Like everyone got yeah, licked at think, some point. Yeah, yeah. But it's like. Yeah, when you deep it, it's not a mentally. Normal, it's not normal, right? Thing like, to do. Yeah, yeah. But we've been so we we're so like desensitized to it now. Like yeah, it's just like okay, everyone goes through it. Yeah, everyone, like, most beats, black people like, get through it. Yeah. Goes through it, yeah. <laughs> Because it's very much like, it's very just stern. It's, like, it's kind of like how we were saying, like, we're all just stern with each other. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because we're all just tough love. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Very towards each other, towards yeah. like family, and it's like subconsciously as well. Mm-hmm. That's why, like, um, when you see like different friend groups and you see the way they interact, you can tell their upbringing, like, they, it's totally different. They didn't have like the tough love, it's love, like, mm-hmm. unconditional, like, free to do, like, yeah. And they're more clued on things that you wouldn't be because your parents have said, this is bad, yeah, this is exactly. that, like, or they'll beat you for doing this. Yeah. And their parents would have probably said, no, this isn't right to do. No, no, no. And and they'd explain why it's not Ex- right to do. That's right. Like, they would, like, we all just be like, oh, don't do this. See? And then yeah. all of a sudden it's like, okay. That's why. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. And then it's just like, mm-hmm. like all right. Yeah. <laughs> like, they, and that's like, why doing that thing again will frighten you because you don't know why. Why you couldn't That's do why we're always so scared of things. Exactly. We're always scared of animals when we see animals on the street. Like, <laughs> oh my God, it's so true. Stuff like that. Like, because I bet as can't swim as well. Yeah, like, because like, nothing right. gets approached to us to like... You're going to drown in the water. And then exactly. after that, you'll be thinking that, oh, I'm going to drown, so you don't go near the water anymore. That's why bear people don't know how to swim. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. It's frustrating, but then you, you have to realise that you have to force yourself to just, I guess, follow their rules, but then just also do do yourself, just carry on doing. But then because they, like, frighten you so much that it's bad, you're like, okay, let me just not do anything at all. Yeah, Yeah, I'm just thinking back on, like, childhood memories, and then everyone just having the same one, it just doesn't make any sense. The whole Black Lives Matter movement, how has that affected you guys' mental health? Because I know, obviously, you went to some of the like, protests and yeah. stuff. I went to um, uh, two of the Black Lives Matter protests. The Wednesday one and the Sunday one, late one. Yeah. Um, it was mad. It was my first ever protest. It was, it was yeah. crazy. Oh, yeah. Like, it's not something crazy. you just see yeah. every day. Yeah. And that, that is, when, you, when you start chanting, because you came with me as well, <laughs> Andre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. when you start chanting, like that's when you start feeling it. Like you yeah. can go there, then you just don't chant. Yeah. And then yeah. you're like, okay, just following the, yeah. the crowd, yeah. The crowd, but you're also feeling what you feel. Yeah. But when you start chanting, that's when it's like, like Black Lives Matter. Yeah, yeah, like Black Lives Matter, say his name, George Floyd, yeah. all yeah. that. It's like you wow. actually you feel it yeah. and it's like wow. You actually start getting emotional. Yeah, you do. And emotion and you realise like the cause why you're out here and yeah. I respect the people that like constantly doing the chants constantly mm-hmm. keeping like keeping yeah, spirited keep it going. because if you different groups of people people you wouldn't even expect to be out protesting kids that would you know you'd see you think they were bad kids but they were out doing the same things you were doing yeah everyone making their posters putting their time into and it's it's beautiful to see us all come together yeah. like this because people have this notion that you know, we can't come together as a group because we're yeah. all saying this and that, or mm-hmm. everyone's going to disagree with everyone. But to see everyone come because it's one yeah. cause and it's a, it's a fight racism, something that shouldn't exist. Like, yeah. You know, like basic human rights. Exactly. It's not like we're fighting for anything crazy. It's literally just the right to live literally and to not exist. be in fear. Like, what the hell? Exactly. Because, because you can really you just deep it how easily it can just happen to you. 
Because mm. if you were at the wrong place at the wrong, at the wrong time, time, just yeah. because your skin color was the same person, same color as George Floyd, yeah. so that could easily happen to you. As I get older older. now, like, I I get now why my mum was so, like, on me and so, like, worried as I was growing up, because it's like, the world we live in is actually mad, and it's set up in a way so black people just can't do well. Like, it's it's crazy, like, the oppression, like, even in, like, into things like jobs, like, how can there be, like, discrimination? I just, I need a job to, like, work. Exactly. Yeah. to, to make money, to be able to live. Like, what the hell? Like, why is why am I facing struggle here? And it's just mad. Like, every aspect of your life is just consumed mm-hmm. with your skin colour. And it can get so just long. I don't know. Like, I personally deactivated during, like, all of the... Yeah, like, when it first came out, like, yeah. I wasn't on Twitter for a while. And I didn't deactivate Instagram, but I just wasn't on it as much because like, it was just getting like a lot like the video of george floyd that was so sad and then there was the other guy aubrey i don't want to mispronounce anyone's name but he went he went like running mm-hmm. and was shot by yeah, yeah the, the two like men who thought he shouldn't have been in that, that area it's like how can i go running like that's something i do exactly. now because of lockdown like i can't imagine going running down my road and someone confronting me because of the color of my skin asking me why i'm there like and you're just running to get exercise. Yeah, like, what, what the? Normal activities. Like. It's mad. Like, it's it's a shame. But it's weird, like, watching... Have you guys ever watched Roots? Yeah. Yeah. Like, watch, I've seen the old version and the new and version. And the new one, really. Yeah. Well, that traumatised me as a kid. Yeah. Like, I don't know, like, I don't know why my parents let me watch it, but yeah. I, I guess, like, you do need to see these things because, you know, like, it happens, but... Yeah. It's a lot, like, seeing them, like, the whipping, like, taking them, separating families, like, mm-hmm. parents, children. I just, it's crazy. Like, I can't imagine mm-hmm. living in that time. Yeah. But to think, like, okay, that was then, and we're, we're still here, like, all these years. How many years ago was that? Like, hundreds of years, and we're still yeah. fighting. It's just, like, will this ever end? Like, I'm trying to be optimistic but it's like it's taken so long already like why aren't people still getting better treatment because they're they're blind to the fact that everything's better because we're not getting whipped now oh yeah we're not we're not being slaves now so they're blind to oh yeah Yeah. that's over everything's fine but they're not not seeing it clear enough it's the argue of um oh at least they're not doing this yeah at least at least at least you guys can do this like, but it's like I shouldn't be grateful for having normal, the minimum. Literally. Like this is this should be the standard. What the yeah. hell? And that's where privilege comes. Yeah. <laughs> I need a sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's bad. But yeah, if there's one thing I'll give um, black parents, well, I can't like speak in general, but yeah. for like mine is letting you know from young that you will face these difficulties and you know you have to do this to overcome them. Like they let you know from the beginning, a black child. Is gonna have problems getting this job. They tell you everything, like, and they let you know. Mm-hmm. And maybe when you're young, you don't see it, but as you get older, you understand. And everything, like your parents tell you, it links it. Everything yeah, they told you, click. you see it. Everything they've said, and it, every black person has seen it. And that's something that's crazy to me as well. Like everyone has, witnessed in some way yeah. or another, witnessed or has been like, you know, a, a like a victim, victim of, of yeah. Yeah, racism. It's mad. 
gosh. That got real heavy real quick. <laughs> oh gosh, but it's good. It's, I think these conversations are important. Like just sitting down, asking, how are you? How have you been? I feel like, Reg, we have these conversations a lot of the time now mm -hmm. because yeah. I see you all the time. But just checking in and seeing how yeah. your friends are doing because mm -hmm. it's, it's hard out here. It's hard. And I, I, I really hate, hate the idea of like, what if I'd never get the chance to say something that I wanted to say? Like, do you know, I don't know if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, like, I don't want to live in regret. Yeah. 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 So I feel like tomorrow's not promised. I need to just say, live and say. Yeah. So I always want to like check up with my friends, make sure we're always on good terms. Mm -hmm. I make sure I didn't miss anything. Yeah. Like, I that's, why I like, that's why I like to like, you know what I mean? I like to clarify stuff. Yeah. That's the best thing I love to do, just to make sure that, like, are you sure this is all right? Like, yeah. and then, because if you, I don't like having that worry. Yeah. And then that worry for me to ask, I never end up asking it. Mm -hmm. It's just like, yeah, oh, heavy stuff. What <laughs> happens? How do you feel? like growing up in a black household or like an African household, um, how do you feel like mental health was brought up? Was it discussed? Was it something you ever touched on at home with like parents or like family? Because I feel within the African community, oh, just for context, there's two Nigerians here and one Syria. Whoa! <laughs> Sierra Leonean. There we go. Here, so for context, how do you find the topic was approached at home? It wasn't approached. Yeah, pretty much non-existent. And this, and it still hasn't been spoken about. Like, still haven't spoken to this day. You still haven't spoken about anything like that. I have. I guess now, obviously, with my little sister. Yeah. And my sisters, or she not my dad. Yeah. And then it's just, it's just I think you just get to accept it. That's just it is what it is now. Yeah. Like that's just the way things are. But it's fine because I talk to my sisters about it, my friends about it. Yeah. So that's so you feel like you're like you've got a good enough yeah. system in that aspect. But then do you think it should be like that though? Like Yeah. So I know a lot of my friends, um all ma mainly white, um, talk to their parents and I'm always thinking, is that so should should it be like the way it is with us? Well, for me, that's how my relationship is. Like I talk to my parents all the time. Like yeah. at uni, I'd call my mom daily. My dad kind of got jealous. <laughs> he's like, what? he's like, ah, so you can't, you can't. My mom would always be on the phone to me, and so you can't even call me. I'm like, sorry, sorry. But, um, so I made an effort to like start calling him more, like asking how his day was, what he's been doing, blah blah. But yeah, I just call my mom to fill her in on gist, like. She knows the ins and outs of all of like my like friendship groups and stuff. Like, oh, this one said this, and this happens in this. Like, my mom's clued in. Yeah, that's nice. Because we talk all the time, mm -hmm. especially now that I've got like older. I feel like moving out and going to uni and living away was just like so good for me, like mentally to like grow. I feel like if I was still at home, just with the whole like the way African parents are. You don't have the freedom to just fully explore, like your individuality. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense, yeah, like yourself. 
your childish <clears throat> self, your silly yeah, exactly. self. It's like, why are you doing that? Like, did you like, get? Yeah, because like when you're at uni, you're just you're just free. Like, yeah, you can do like what you want, but you also know the limits that which because you set your limits for yourself. They're not yeah. forced upon you. Yeah, yeah, kind of thing. So it's it's nice. That's not, oh, I miss you in that. Fair message. message. Oh, but do you want to you you come over and hang out? I'm like, yeah, sure, I can just dip. I don't have to think about the time or like when who I should ask to. I don't have to yeah. ask to anyone. Did you ever have to, like, I see tweets on Twitter of like um, how you'd have to like plan or like if you wanted to go out, you'd have to like wash the plate or like yeah. do like a warehouse yeah. work yeah. and just sad. so like you can go to your mum and be like, oh, mummy. This Saturday, can I like yeah, go please. out, go out with my friends? And then, like, because everything's done, they can't tell you. But have you washed this? Have you done that? So everything's done. Yeah. You've, you've niced yourself. <laughs> it's like, but why is it like that? So that's why going to uni was just such a, you know, blessed in disguise. Like, I, could but I guess, I guess it helps as well. Like the way that they are, as much as we complain about it, it also mm. does help because it makes me realize, okay, before I leave, before I leave the house, I need to make sure the house is in a certain order. A good yeah. order, yeah. And that's not a bad mentality to have. Yeah, no. So, as much as we complain, we we um, gotta accept it, man. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think you'll be like that with your kids? I feel like, like I'll try and enforce some of the same rules, but I'll do it in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. I think, like, naturally, you'll just parent the way your parent would anyway yeah that's, that's what you've grown up with and everything. Yeah. but obviously you want to do it your own way you want yeah. to see things that you did growing up that you don't want you know to have that limitation on your kid mm. etc yeah but i think yeah as long as we, as much as we say no it's not gonna happen it, it slightly I, does like i see myself see us, exactly, morphing into my every mom. day you'll see it's more or less more like your parents inside of you and they're like i get why she was mad that i did this. yeah so yeah i get it yeah i don't know i feel like I had a very like mixed um, upbringing. Like, I had a great upbringing, but like in terms of like the approaches, because my mum was born here and my dad was born back in Nigeria. So my mum had lived like London life for a mm-hmm. bit. So she was more like open to certain things and then brought my dad on board. So like Christmases, I just remember like having presence in abundance like I used to love Christmas so much like running down the stairs and that's why we do it now with my sister like we leave out like maybe like a mince pie and my dad will mm-hmm. bite it just so it looks like a Santa <laughs> thing and then like when in my old house we had a fireplace so my mum would sprinkle like flour on the floor and then my dad would put his like foot in it oh, so it looked oh. like Santa's come through our <laughs> chimney because I remember like that was what I grew up with and so yeah. like, we were trying to do it for my sister and then I'm going to take that on to my kids yeah so like in terms of like stuff like that, I feel like they've been very, you know, more open. Mm-hmm. Whereas some people's parents who were like, born there and then came when they were like six or like yeah. very late, they still have that very like stiff mentality, like no presence. I, I I know like people that don't have never experienced like presence on Christmas, which to me is like wrong. I don't but, think. But I don't, I don't understand how being how being from Africa makes it different to the way you're. When you're doing your presents, like no presents, and no I don't know, happiness. but I just feel like, but no we think <laughs> <Christmas. Yeah. laughs> like, you're making it sound like, <laughs> like because their birthday is like, yeah, no, 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 but, <laughs> no, but you know, this <laughs> idea of like tough love that we were talking about earlier, yeah, yeah, yeah. like it's just like Christmas for them, for like Nigerians in particular, 
Christmas, you like my, I asked my parents, like, what did you do for Christmas mm. when you were younger? My dad was like, we'll go to church, we'll come home, eat rice and chicken, like, thank God for our life, thank God for, like, him being born and stuff, and then that's it, like, it's Bro. another day. It wasn't a thing of, like, yeah. our presents, blah, 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 because... All this little Santa stuff. Yeah, like, bells. you know how it is in yeah. Nigeria. Like, it's just such tough love. Like, who's got time for that? Like, the world keeps mm. moving. Like, people are grinding. They don't have time for pleasantries and stuff <laughs> like that. So it's like, I get, like, a good, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. I feel like in, in aspects <laughs> like that, um, yeah, I do as well. Like, Christmas is always a big thing, so we always enjoy it. Another topic that I wanted to touch on that relates to like mental health and well-being it was brought up on the TL like a while not a while ago but like during lockdown like people were talking on um like assault and exposing people who've been like abusers obviously there's the whole thing with Harvey Weinstein and Ghislaine and what's the other one that like they caught him but he died in prison uh, Jeffrey, Epstein. Jeffrey Epstein, there we go, yeah, mm. so that like triggered a lot of it, and even like the Me Too movement, even though that was like way before, it's kind <laughs> of brought it back, the list on Twitter <laughs> of like people's apps, like, let's talk about, I don't know, for guys it's a different like perspective, because I feel like mm. girls have faced more assault, like just knowingly or unknowingly, if that's just how it is, do you get like you're walking down the street, some it's kind of what we were talking about like, earlier. Yeah, exactly. And I was saying to you that I, I can't imagine like how many stories you must have mm-hmm. how about like certain situations this has happened. Like even you're telling me earlier, of course, I was telling me about how she was walking down the street and then there was like three guys, whatever, and she was by herself. And oh, yeah. the guys like one of them tried to move to me, but he actually like touched me. Like he put his hand. And I was on my shocked. Waist. I was like, she he touched you, and he was like, yeah. And she said it like it was normal, and I was like, <laughs> it's not normal though. Yeah, but you've true. kind of been yeah. like conditioned to be like, oh, he's fine. But it's. I think it's just this. It baffles me, and I'm glad. And I, I'm happy to say that I'm glad that I, it baffles me because I know I'm not that sort of. Yeah, like person, yeah, you don't understand it. Yeah, yeah. Like, you have to understand think it. about your, your life, reevaluate. <laughs> yeah. I feel like a lot of people, though, would have seen some of the tweets and the scenarios that were being like shared on Twitter and been like, "Kara, I've been in that situation or I've mm. done that to someone." Yeah, that's the thing. Because sometimes, I'm, like, oh, I didn't know that I was assaulting anyone. Yeah, yeah, you second guessing because you don't know. We're not really taught hundred percent about um, consent. Yeah. everything in school at all actually no they they never touched on that our sex education was literally like watching a child like a woman give birth I don't remember our sex education do you remember our sex education that was it though they didn't show us like actual sex when was it was it in in science (laughs) (laughs) but in science did you remember like they was the point did you not do that I don't remember they even sent out like letters to our parents to consent if we're allowed okay, to watch. Yeah, I remember getting the letter. I remember mum saying stuff. something. Yeah, yeah. I think I remember that bit. Yeah, but, but that they, was it. They do talk like talk about it beforehand. They say like, like what happens during intercourse, and then then they just show you a video of like a baby being born. But that's it. Yeah. yeah I was probably messing about doing nonsense yeah, in the background. You, you weren't focused. <laughs> probably weren't even allowed. Would you say? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. No. Even like the idea of 
like in an African, not even an African, I don't want to say African, but like in like black families, I've been seeing, I'm speaking from experience, from what I've seen and like friends and family, but like someone being assaulted and not necessarily feeling as though they'll be like believed. I know like just pervy uncles, like even like we were talking about hall parties the other day Mm -hmm. and how like these like old men were like, ah, look at you've grown up and becoming a a nice young girl, like just stuff like that. And it's just just like, oh, you know exactly what they're thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Like why do you have to make that comment? When I, when when I see or hear things like that, I like look to the wife or like your auntie, like not gonna say anything. These are your your cousins and like daughters. He's looking up and down. Like, is no one saying anything? Like, it's just mad. Like, but I think it's good that we're speaking up. People are being like exposed now, and obviously with all that, like Harvey Weinstein, Jeffrey Epstein, all of that business is coming to light. And I'm just shocked at like how many high profile people have been like entangled in that. It's mad. It's like. You think people are normal. You can't look up to anybody anymore because you don't know what people are doing behind closed doors. That's why you shouldn't envy anyone. Topic of mental health. Let's touch on depression. Like, it's not an easy topic to talk about. Like, how do you approach someone and ask them, like, are you depressed? But, like, you can see it. Like, you get, like, the person... And most of the time, you can't even see it. That's the thing. But that's why you like ask questions around how they're doing. But you'd, you'd obviously, if you're asking a question, you would have seen some sort of signs. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, so you can see it. Like, but then, but then, you know, saying. but then, yeah, no, that's true. But there are points where it's like when they hide it well enough that you can't even yeah, see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's like, how do you, like, how are you saying, how do you then bring it up? Because, yeah. They'll just kind of come out of the blue and say, oh, so. By the way, like, you yeah. can't just drop it into conversation. So, how do we go about like getting people to open up then? Because like, unless you're close with them, you can't just be like, what's going on? I think you can like try and normalize it, no? Mm. Like, like asking someone, like, do you know how you ask someone like, mm. how you been? Yeah. Like, how's your mental health? Like, how's your mental state? Like, that's true. Like, mm. that's, what, that's what this whole thing is. We're trying to normalize it. We're trying to normalize this conversation. Exactly. Okay. It doesn't have to just be with your closest friends. Because even the other day, actually, I was just talking to um, my co-worker. I've never even spoken like that, that properly. It was yeah. yesterday, even. We were just chilling outside um, after work, and we were just talking properly. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it felt so normal, because we are talking about, like, mental health and serious stuff like that. And then it didn't even feel like it was abnormal, because he wasn't my closest friend. Because, yeah. he, because we felt, like, so normalised. To, to, <clears> to talk about it, yeah. It wasn't it was, like, yeah. So if you just feel comfortable with the person talking about it, then you can. Yeah. Okay, okay. I feel like mental health has been turned into like a taboo subject where you, it's either like the two extremes, you're okay, or like, you know, them films where there's someone in like a psychiatric ward, like split personality. Like yeah, I feel like yeah. it's, there's like no middle ground. So then when people, people don't want to be stigmatised as crazy or as... Like they have issues, so they don't I mean, want to say they have mental health issues or talk about like the depression or the anxiety. Yeah. But these are very normal, normal things that are on the spectrum of like mental health mm-hmm. and should be discussed. Because it's not every day you're just like in your bed, like 
yeah, can't get out of bed. Yeah, like, like that. That's why like what you're saying that when you see on that TV and that it's just like the extreme where it's in the psychiatric ward. That's why we're trying to get more representation in, uh, in the media and stuff. Like obviously we all know, we all know our lovely standards. That's my show. We got, we got BBC One. <laughs> <laughs> BBC One Mondays, Tuesdays, Thursdays, Fridays. Um, yeah, they they on the topic of mental health. What was the, what storyline was it? You know, Bex. Yeah, she was like, so Bex was a young girl. She was going through her A levels, and then it was just getting too much on top of her. Because okay. her parents were saying, "Oh, you can go into the uni. You're so smart." Oh yeah, but it was yeah. Too much for her, and then she, at one point she ended up trying to kill herself. Oh wow. Then that was a big episode, and then EastEnders was like people talking about how good that episode was, and you know they always get that like, messages and emails. Oh yeah, people saying, like Thank calling you for this or that. So, if there's more and more of that in the media in these that TV dialogue, shows, yeah. then it you can see up how the, it builds up. Because yeah. in the show, you saw how it built up, like over, I think it was over years. In fact, that like, you just see the storyline they build up over years and how, Small and you understand can, like, how trigger, it triggers the big thing, exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly. So, if there's more of that, then um, be sweet. Yeah, I agree. I think the key takeaway here is just to keep the conversation going. It's okay to not be okay. And I feel like if you ever do find yourself in those situations that you should just reach out to someone and talk about it. Like I saw a tweet the other day. I've always seen a tweet. This, this is just <laughs> going to be the reference in this podcast. I saw a tweet. But um, I, I saw a tweet about how I'd rather sit down and listen to your problems than, you know, sit down at your funeral and listen to like eulogies about you because mm. you let it go on for too far and then now you're not here with us. Mm. So I think it's important and like now that we're having a lot of serious conversations like about Black Lives Matter and, you know, people facing assault, childhood trauma, it's like important to keep the dialogue going. So thanks guys for coming on to the like the podcast. Thanks and for having us. Thank you. Sharing your experiences and your thoughts. It's always a lovely talking to you. All day every day, my Um so guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. As always, keep learning, stay curious because navigating adulthood is tech. It's tech. Bye guys. <laughs>